Welcome to Intelligogy the Podcast with Tracy Browder. It is Monday Matters, and today we are talking all about relationships. And I would like to introduce to you someone who is very, very near and dear to me. I'm introducing Selena Ware. Hi, Selena. How are you? And welcome to Intelligogy. I'm fine. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. It's a pleasure and an honor. So listeners, let me tell you a little bit about Selena. She is um, a contributing author to an amazing book, Rise, Pray, Slay, Strategies to Heal the Land. Selena, before we go any further, would you like to tell listeners where they could catch that book? Sure. Um, You can actually reach out to me directly at um, selenawareconsulting.com or you could purchase it on amazon.com. And it, it gives you such such good lenses to to do some self-awareness, some some healing of issues. It, it's it's a beautiful book and we can get into that to further into the podcast, but I'm going to continue with her introduction. She already gave you a little nugget that she is the CEO of Selena Ware Consulting, career coaching and consulting firm. She is a Navy veteran and many, many accolades that she received um, in her service. And Selena, thank you for your service. She is a 20 plus year information technological leadership entrepreneur. innovative guru and her current position in a major insurance company is product manager for agency facing digital interactions, focusing on integrations. Now that's my layman's term introduction. I had her tell me a little bit a moment ago before we went live and oh my gosh, this is her gift. Technology is truly Selena's gift. And so she'll tell us a little bit more about what she does, but We're talking about relationships. So yes, she has all of these wonderful accomplishments, but our relationship, it it stems from her precious, precious, adorable son, who I love so much. He was in my kindergarten class last year and we became friends based on that. So I'm going to stop right there. That gives you where our relationship started. And Selena, um, have I missed anything in your introduction? And if I haven't, can you tell us a little bit more about Rise, Pray, sorry, Rise, Pray, Slay, and your role as a product manager for agency facing digital interactions? Sure. I don't think you missed anything when it came to how we were introduced to each other. Um, I know you're not one to toot your own horn. But when it comes to teachers mattering and how they can set the tone around how a kid would have a love for learning or not once they're out of your care um, as a parent, um, there's something past a gold standard that's called a platinum standard, and that's what you are to me and my family and especially um, to my son. So thank you. It's the same compliment you would you would sell God. I'm not comparing you to Jesus, but I am saying that I am deeply honored to know you. And um, you've been nothing but a blessing to our family. So um, when it comes to Rise, Pray, and Slay, um, I actually happened upon trying to push myself out of my comfort zone. And um, I was in a workshop with 
the soon-to-be Arthur Ross playing Slay um, by the name of Linda Lee. We connected, um, and she forced me out of my comfort zone around making sure we I could figure out how um, spiritually, um, from a spiritual coaching perspective, how I've been able to get past certain hurdles in my life. And what I focused on was um, child abuse um, and how the anger manifests in you from a child um, and how you're conditioned and how you operate well into adulthood. And so that was the premise behind um, Rise, Play, and Slay. As far as um, my career in technology, I've been in technology since 1998. um, female, African-American female, there's always this space of not enough um, um, inclusive diversity in those roles. Um, African-Americans make up less than 5% of technology landscapes across the U.S. Um, so I happened upon technology because in my, in my mind, you cannot make something so technical to where and a person, layman's terms, which you referenced before, can't understand it. If you if you make things that technical, then sometimes I wonder if you, you really know what you're doing. So I, I went from working in telecoms and insurance and financial organizations to working at an insurance company. And now my specialty really is automation, on-demand automation, you know, something as simple as you calling into a contact center and you saying, I'm at a dealership and I need my I need my insurance card right away. We could be able to send that to you right there on the spot without you having to log in or do anything. Or I don't need something right now, but if you could email it to me within this certain time frame, or you're messaging with what you deem as a human in a chat bot, but it's really, um, it's really a bot. It's not a human, but we can um, understand um, through machine learning and data analytics tone and frustration to get you the answer without you having to talk to a human. So mm-hmm. I'm sure I've said too much, Tracy, but that's that's pretty much what I do um, in layman's terms. And the and the goal at, for me right now within um, my professional space with my employer is to get um, get the bot, the um, robot, the messaging bot, to actually do something for that person meaning we don't just show you where to go get the information, how to do it yourself, that we can create a space where we can do it for you. So that's my immediate goal right now. You know, it's really a perfect segue into the conversation. That last part you said, getting the bot to do something for you and reading those emotions and being able to respond appropriately, um, that that's exactly what we do in relationships. And so before we go any further, you I, I knew you were going to slide in what you slid in at the beginning. So thank you. Um, and and I'm, I'm truly humble for um, everything that you said. It's it definitely is a gift to teach and to be able to build lasting relationships just truly leaves me in awe. So, Selena, I, I love that you shared um, some staggering percentages about 
the role that African-Americans play in technology. And um, I, I definitely see us having another conversation around that because I think more conversations need to occur and people need some awareness around those opportunities. So let's definitely make sure we revisit that. Um, so let, let's go back a little bit. We, we are talking about relationships. And I, I think I really want people to know, like, we started out as a parent-teacher unit. And, you know, you, you trusted me with your son for a whole year in kindergarten, in my opinion, one of the most pivotal, critical, precious, delicate years of a child's schooling, because I see kindergarten as we, as educators, we have, and I'm going to use this word, but I don't mean it egotistically. We have the power to either help kids fall in love with learning endlessly, or we have the power to turn kids and families away from education and not be thirsty and not fall in love and not think that they are capable of whatever they they want to do. So kindergarten for me is that make or break year. It's the year I get to help kids and families fall in love with school and see it as a positive experience. So that that's at the core, Selena, and I know you know that, but that's at the core of why I do what I do when I teach. But the year in particular that um, I was fortunate enough to have your son, what we had as a classroom, a classroom of students, parents, and teacher was truly amazing. So can you talk about that? I could, but I, I really want listeners to hear that that parent perspective. So can you talk about the uniqueness of our year together? Oh, sure. I think what's super important is that people have to understand that the power that they have, the power that they embrace. Um, I, I think we, as, as a society, we don't even... We don't even register that in an authentic way. Um, so I say all that to say, like with teachers, right, wrong, and different. I remember my first kindergarten teacher. Her name was Mrs. Ward from Cleveland, Texas, Southside Elementary. So it could go good or bad. And when you get the right kind of teacher and their ministry and their platform and understanding the brilliance of their power, um, not only are they teaching your child, they're teaching you. They're teaching teaching you from a perspective around education is the new currency. Um, a thrive and an agility to learn is the new currency. The jobs that I have right now will not be available when my son is my age. That's how fast technology and education are moving. Um, but as far as the classroom, um, I felt like it was bigger than a classroom, my experience with you. Um, I felt like it was a sense of community. I felt like my child not only did not want to let me and his father down around behavior or education, he didn't want to let his teacher down. Um, he would remind me of things <laughs> I would say, and then he would say, well, that's not how Mrs. Browder said to do it, or that's not what she said. I mean, it was, it was, it was almost like a... Um, like, I didn't know, I, I knew I was signing him up for kindergarten, but I didn't know I was signing him up for an accountability partner. 
which is, which is totally, um, that's, but that's how it was. And then even the parents, we had our own sense of community where we wanted to mm-hmm. create, it was like we were an extension of you and what we wanted mm-hmm. that classroom to be because you created that space of what it could be. Um, I had no idea why my son would get so upset if I didn't get him to school at least 10 minutes early. Like what kid gets upset because you he can't get to school 10 minutes early? Most kids are like, as long as you get me there five minutes early, I can get to my classroom, I'm fine. But what I found out later is they, they didn't have traditional seating. They got to pick their seats, which were not traditional desks. So it was like mm-hmm. the gift that kept on giving. Like he enjoyed going to school. Um, and in the, in the situation we're in right now with the pandemic, that is that was his kickstart into traditional education and that's the part that he misses the most that sense of community that sense of socialization and it's bigger than just the brick and mortar of the school it was the classroom that was the catalyst for how he feels about relationships in general at school like the way you treat your teacher the way you treat your staff we only as parents, we can only do so much, but that the teacher is an extension of that too. And that, and how that child enjoys that space. So I, there will never be, I mean, I, I try to be positive. I try to assume positive, <laughs> but that experience, it was like when people say, Oh, the good old days, but they don't remember they were the good old days when they were in the middle of it. I knew those were the good old days when I was in the midst of it. <laughs> and I know what it can be because I had that experience and you create that experience for us and those, those parents that were in that class, a lot of them, we still keep in touch, even though our children aren't even in the same class anymore. And that was because of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, and that, that, Selena, that last part you just said, that is my hope and prayer every single year that I can foster this this thing that goes far beyond the classroom, which is exactly what you just said, that will last these kids a lifetime. Um, and and I, I it, it honestly goes back to, you know this child because he's your baby. My oldest son, Quentin, when he was in kindergarten at the exact same elementary school, he made a best friend for life. I mean, he made several friends, but this one particular family, um, we are inseparable and we have gone through some major life challenges together. Um, and, and, and it, it's been amazing. So I feel like Selena, that, that experience seeing what my child had from kindergarten and being a parent who got to participate in a lifelong relationship developing in front of me, um, made me want to make that commitment to every child that I was able to touch every year in every family to have that lifelong lasting relationship. And, you know, you you mentioned that excitement about um, 
him getting to school and that and that makes my heart happy. So um, listeners, I'll tell you a little bit. Selena can tell you a little bit about what she's talking about. My classroom is 100% flexible seating. There's actually an article on my blog, tracybrowder.com. Um, but the other beautiful thing is I did not spend a penny on anything in my classroom. And about 98% of it is brand new. In fact, several parents in this class that we're talking about uh, purchased a lot of things for the classroom. Um, I, I posted on Nextdoor, the, the app Nextdoor, what I was doing. And so my room is full of love from the community that we live in. And I, I did want to give kids... Um, something different. Let them have some ownership. You know, in kindergarten and, and little kids, Selena, you know this, they're, they're always being told what to do. And I believe they need guidance and structure. Please don't get me wrong. But I also feel like we have to have value in their creativity and we have to fertilize their creativity because early on, we sometimes dim kids' creativity unintentionally. And I never want to be the one guilty of that. So that was another reason behind the shift in my classroom environment. And you're right. Every child, every single day, it was first come, first serve, pick your seat. And every day, kids got to sit in different. You know, Selena, you, you mentioned something about your child being eager to get to school early. And that was one of the things giving kids giving kids some creative freedom to choose their seat every day, to choose a new seat. Uh, who am I to say, you have to sit right here. You have to be next to, there's a child on the left, a child on the right. So you have to be next to those kids only every single day for a six weeks, uh, a month, a whole school year. If, if you happen to be a teacher that doesn't really change your, your desk space. Um, why not give kids opportunities to develop relationships with other students throughout the class on a daily basis? And, and one way I did, thought of doing that was through the flexible seating. So it, it, it warms my heart that you said that your baby um, was really inspired to get there early. And, and honestly, that was the case with the entire class. I actually had parents emailing me like, what, what, what's going on that, that, you know, my child is itching to get there earlier than normal. Is there, you know, what's happening in the mornings? Let's think about how we are as adults when we go to networking events and we mm -hmm. naturally try to go find that person we know in the room and then we end up sitting next to them, right? Versus just sitting next to someone you don't know. You know, what's the point of networking if you don't meet anybody in the room where you're networking? And so I just think Absolutely. those skills that you're teaching them at an early age around uh, operating as if there's no boundaries and there's no silos and there's okay to just meet new people, those are things that they can take with them into adulthood. You know, Selena, I'm so glad you said that. I never thought of it that way. But, but one of the cool things was like even, you know, Everybody has different personalities and even the most introverted, the most quiet, the most shy child um, really came out of the shell because there was some cool seating in that classroom from the loft to the futon to the rocking chair to the rocker chair to being able to sit in a laundry basket on the floor all day. Who knew that would be a big thing? But 
you know, kids began to get there early and negotiate and, and barter even. So you're so right. So, you know, all the skills that I saw flourish and develop that I had no intention of being a byproduct of flexible seating. It was amazing what happened as, as, as a simple result of trying to provide an opportunity for kids to connect in different ways. Um, and that's what we have to do when we're building relationships. You know, as, as parents and teachers, we are responsible for how these kids cultivate and build what could be lasting relationships. And that's a powerful responsibility that we just can't take lightly. What do you think? Oh, I mean, we I could go on and on about some of the things that you did in that classroom that um, collaterally has been an asset and a gift. Um, you know, the things you did like around, you know, Lost and Lit and um, encouraging them to write and create their own stories. You know, my son now has a comic sketchbook because he wants to write stories um, and, and making um, an adventure out of learning. So um, just, just the whole flexible seating, like I just, 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 I mean, even in a workspace, you tend to sit next to the same people every day when you're at work, right? What happens if you just sit someplace else? You know, what would you learn? The conversations that you would have that you wouldn't have virtually or you wouldn't have if you were sitting next to that same person every day. So it encourages, you know, development and, um, you know, minimizing unconscious bias. Um, It just goes on and on. Like just putting a person in a different space um, and then, you know, orchestrating the material, your experience is different depending on what you're ex- what you're exposed to. So very true. And, and you know, as as diverse as my classroom was ethnically diverse, what if I compartmentalized a child and had him sit next to the same two kids for half of a year and maybe I just switch seats once a year? that I'm creating an environment where children are missing out on engaging with ethnically diverse children. And, And not that ethnicity is the only thing, but in the world we live in right now, full of racial tension, injustice, murders, and and the the aggressive attempts to dismantle racism, then yes, we have a we have a we have a responsibility to create those opportunities within the walls of our classroom. So I'm I'm very appreciative that you as parents supported that. And Selena, since we're talking about the flexible seating, I want to hit my favorite day of, well, there were many favorite days of last year, but one in particular was field day and the classroom picnic that we had inside the classroom. Do you remember that? You know, we always look at that coworker that's trying to be the boss's pet or the teacher's pet. But when I tell you, me and the, me and the moms, we went out of our way to be your pet just so we could wag our finger at the other one and just like, oh my gosh, you know, what, what, you know, what environment are you, what, what environment, what are you setting here? Like, this is just inappropriate. Like we did it on purpose because we, I mean, I, I mean, I, I felt 
totally comfort, comforted when mm-hmm. my, my child was in your space. And and it just, it to me, it was like just a partnership. Um, we were on this journey together. I never felt alone. Um, I never felt that you um, didn't understand my point of view. Um, and you always had his heart and his mind um, in mind in any conversation you had with me. You always led every conversation with empathy. And so it really just, it cre- you created this opportunity, even with Field Day and you know, children on the midst of nervous breakdowns because they didn't want to tug a war, you know, and how you and how you handled and navigated all that is a lot that you can learn from a parenting perspective as well, just watching you mm-hmm. and modeling appropriate behavior. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So about that, listeners, what she's talking about is there's this 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 joke going, not joke, there's this trend, because I don't use the word curse, so there's no such thing as curses in my book, but there's a trend that um, Tracy Browder, kindergarten teacher, for all the years I've been at this school, my class has never, ever won tug of war. So the kids get to see me super excited and pumped up and really, really, really wanting us to win. And every year it doesn't happen. So the kids were so excited and working so hard. When they didn't win, the feathers just, oh, it was bad. It was bad. But you know, like Selena said, I I poured into them and picked them up and we're going to celebrate the other team and we're good because we work together. That at the end of the day, that's what it's about. So Selena, you're right. We've gone through ups, downs, and, and every single experience was a teachable opportunity. So let, let's hop back to the field day in the classroom because, oh my gosh, I have pictures that I will always cherish. There were grandparents, there were parents, there were kids, all in this tiny kindergarten classroom. And, and because of the flexible seating, I have a dining room table, I have a futon, uh, a huge rug. I mean, I truly tried to make it look like a house, a home. And there were families everywhere, but but it wasn't just the Selena's family intact. It was families intermingling. And and that Selena, I, I literally stood there almost in, in happy tears, just smiling at what was happening in that classroom space. The laughter, you, you mentioned how you guys would do that playful joking. It was like the best year ever. Oh gosh, yeah. We would we I mean <laughs> you're not supposed to be clickish. <laughs> you don't want to teach your children to be clickish or have a mean girl table. But we truly as parents treated treated our environment like we had the best class and we had the best teacher, not just in kindergarten, but at the school. Like we just would just look at everybody with sadness, everybody else. <laughs> That wasn't us. Um, like, oh, okay, yeah, you don't have Miss Browder. Oh, okay, you know, and we just, <laughs> I was like, this is not nice, nasty. This is not, this is not good stuff. You should be doing, but it literally was. Um, that's how it felt. It felt like we were in this unique space and a gift and, and a unique experience, and we just did not take it for granted. 
we did not take it for granted that we were in a unique space. That unique space was truly so special, and I also did not take it for granted. Selena, thank you for joining me on Intelligoji, the podcast, Monday Matters, where together we are disrupting educational normalcy. We will continue this conversation about relationships next Monday with Selena Ware, Monday Matters. Thank you.